Welcome to the internet. Have a look around. Anything that brain of yours can think of can be found. We've got mountains of content, some better, some worse. If none of it's of interest to you, you'd be the first. Welcome to the internet. Come and take a seat. Would you like to see the news or any famous women's feet? There's no need to panic. This isn't a test. <laughs> Just nod or shake your head and we'll do the rest. Welcome to the internet. What would you prefer? Would you like to fight for civil rights or tweet or rape? Welcome to Is It Punk with Connor and Ian. Hey, I was hoping I was hoping you were going to do the show tonight. Yeah, we had a show tonight. No. Yeah, but Connor couldn't I, pull through with it. I don't know if it was an idea. It's a show tune style, a show tune style intro. It's like 1920s. I guess it's like. Yeah, I mean, it was more like I said, "Oh, I wish I could do a show tune, but I can't do that," and that was the full idea. <laughs> Should have busted out a trumpet though. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess the what would be like the show tune. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Having a punk ass podcast show. Yeah, that's pretty good. We might I might, you know, quote that for the intro. Anyway, this is Connor. Uh that's Ian. What up? <laughs> Dude, I'm like, I'm just I'm cutting right to the chase here, Ian. What were you listening to this week? Oh, we're not going to do any banter? That's... Yeah, okay. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe we want to talk about my day. Well, You're not going to ask about well, my day? get to the my banter, week, dude. My week? I'm just... I'm curious. All right. All right. Because I've been listening to one thing. One And one thing on, only? What have you been listening to while I pull up my Spotify? I've literally... Other than the topic that we're talking about today, I've literally only been listening to AFI for the week straight. Um, <laughs> That's sick. I mean... Um, yeah, specifically the newest record bodies and black sales in the sunset. Do you, so you enjoy the new new album now? Yeah, because at I first when it I came like out, you 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 uh you. I was like, this is stupid. Like, this is bad. I was like, this is dog shit. And then I listened to it. I was like, I actually, I actually heavily like this, dude. Um, I I bet it's yeah. pretty cool. It's just like when I was like, oh, blood sucks, and then I was like, wait, I just listened to blood and blood sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just being an asshole, and then uh, intermittently, randomly queuing Veronica Sawyer smokes from Crash Love because that song, like I forgot about it, and then you reminded me about it, whatever, like a while ago, yeah, on some episode, and I'm like, yeah, that song might be one of the best songs ever written. Yeah, it's really, really fucking good. It's it hits so hard. Um, all right, so I have a story, and then I'll tell you about like whatever thing. So, um, so I was um. I, I it's like the end of my semester or like for like my last semester in, in my master's program um which means i have to finish a thesis and i have one class that i'm working on so i've been working on this one class all week and then i go and i check my emails and then i thought i had last week and this week to do it to do a thesis granted i haven't okay. written chapters four and five all right so last friday i'm checking my email and it pops up so that's the 30th and it pops up an email from a professor saying, hey, wondering when you guys are going to be turning in your thesis. It's due uh, August 1st. And which <laughs> means I had to write a whole thesis or chapters four and five of a thesis on from Friday night until uh, Sunday night. And uh, so I was working on, so I got, I was working on that and I was listening. Is it like a group thesis? Like it is a group people? thing. It is a group. It is a partner's thesis. My partner's like sister-in-law died. So like he wasn't able, he like just said, fuck school essentially. 
And then yeah. so he's been kind of like, he's been off of it, like understandably. And then so he never like, we never hit each other up because we're both like kind of lackadaisical and busy and shit. And so, uh, so well, he's busy. Yeah, I mean, he's busy. You're, I mean, I was busy. busy. I had work and stuff. I mean, I could have been doing two at a time, like everyone else in the program d- was doing. But you know, <laughs> um, I had a hard time with it. But because I had to do a lot of work uh, and writing and stuff like that, I tend to listen to post rock, and I got really, really into Godspeed You Black Emperor, which uh, <laughs> that feels like what you would listen to while writing a master's thesis. Oh yeah, just getting really like smart, and then like of course, like I like was so like I wasn't allowed to like pay like be able to be distracted. Like I like my brain was yeah. working on non ADD mode or ADD mode where it's just was like pinpointed, really focused. Um, yeah. But I would listen to it and I was able to like, but like what happens, there, I would just get distracted by music. So like I actually got into them as a music instead of just a background noise because I'd be like, man, this droning is like fucking sick. <laughs> um, and they are really sick. And then on top of that, when I wasn't doing the work, I was listening to a lot of Chubby in the Gang. Uh, have you listened to Ch- okay. Chubby in the Gang? No. Oh, they're, I don't know what that is. They're really, really good. And then uh, the other day I got really into a single Av- Avril Lavigne song, What the Hell? And then okay. uh, I listened to uh, Machine Gun Kelly this morning, which uh, that, I've that been sucks. called out by a couple people for that. So, yeah, as as you should have. Been. <laughs> I like. Machine I was Gun one Kelly. of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next week we'll be talking if Ian is punk. He's uh, since uh, called into question <laughs> for li- listening not. to the the one of the best punk albums of 2020, Machine Gun Kelly's Ooh. Tickets to My Downfall. Yeah. That's, oh boy. Yeah, I mean it's better than like it's it's better than New Blink One Eighty Two. That's my that's my hot take of it. I mean I'm not gonna make a hard disagreement with you because I do hate that New Blink One Eighty Two. But that video of him dancing on the table in like the Interscope office is by far the worst thing. It it's it so makes, embarrassing. It makes me want to do a suicide (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to be around anymore just do a big big heavy suicide um yeah um speaking of suicide what are we talking about today connor (laughs) (laughs) dude if this pod is known for one thing it's smooth silky smooth transitions that's right that's right having no listeners no listeners it's what we're known for (laughs) What we're known for is having no <laughs> listeners. But uh, going to yeah. parties, people are like, "Oh, so how's the podcast doing? Great, we got f- five listeners. Oh, actually, we just checked it; it's three listeners. Yeah, it's three actually. <laughs> yeah. Check uh, checking with my friend the other day who's starting a D- his D and D podcast soon, and the network he's working with already gets like eight k listeners like per thing. So and he's, I'm wait, like, he oh, already that's... has a network. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> did hard exactly. times write us back? Dude, hard times did not hit us back. All right, well, so it sounds like we're on hard times. We're yeah, we are on hard times. Hard times. Is Power Punk? Kind of, yeah. Kind of, yeah, definitely. I mean, we could do 100%. a whole episode on that, probably. I mean, we could. We um, did both just agree immediately. <laughs> I that I that album is really good. They're it's like non punk shit is like what makes them better. Punk, like yeah, but it makes them like that. They're like non punk music is better music yeah. than like uh is their is that albums. record like their like later clash songs where they kind of just get weird and like reggae <laughs> pretty much it's literally just talking heads rip off it's like it's like paramore attempting yeah. to do talking heads uh which Dude. which i I'm, i get down with i fuck with that i would fuck with that 
Hoyevi. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to, uh, I don't know if you guys, all of my, all of the listeners know of a little underground band called Paramore, but you should <laughs> definitely check out the album After Laughter. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's, it's, it's a decent it's listen. A, it's a decent listen. Yeah. It's a deep cut. Yeah. The, uh, but yeah. Deep cut. <laughs> uh, this week, Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham, the 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 young pro- musical comedic prodigy. Um, young, young? Question mark. He's thirty. He's thirty. Well, yeah, but that's, he's thirty. But I mean, he he was he started when he was like fifteen or whatever. When, yeah, when, well, I'm just saying that's like the whole crux of the new thing is like, is he young now? No, now he's now he's no longer he's young. An, but he's an old now. Bitch. He's a veteran. He also. Uh, I was just checking the DMs. Uh, we we had reached out to Bo um, to come on the pod to defend himself, uh, but he did not answer. He did not answer in time, so we're going to speak for him. So yeah, we will be speaking for him on the case of whether or not Bo Burnham is punk or not. Yeah. Um. So while doing research for this, I did you know what any good researcher would do, what Ian and I do every time, and I googled uh, just is Bo Burnham punk. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I came across a couple things that were like highly, highly, highly disturbing that I just wanted to bring to both Ian's attention and the world's attention, if no one was aware. And okay. those are some fucking horrible covers of his songs that I found. <laughs> you think they're horrible? <laughs> yeah. So let's play this first one. What if Blink-182 wrote That Funny Feeling? There's just something about like covering Bo Burnham songs this way that makes me like itch. I think that rules. I love that. <laughs> it's not. It doesn't, I don't like when they people like. Oh, what if Blink One Eighty Two wrote this and they say, do something that just doesn't sound like Blink One Eighty Two? Like they like miss. It just sounds like pop punk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's my only critique of that. Besides that, that. That's I think that's fun. Yeah, which I'll say also in this guy's description, he says, uh, this is YouTube user Todd uh, Barrage, B-A-R-R-I-A-G-E. Mm-hmm. I can't fucking read. Um, but he says, uh, if Bo Burnham's Inside was a 2001 pop punk record. So he just puts Blink-182 in the title yeah, to get just, those just clicks. To get the clicks. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I listened to that earlier. Um, and uh, I... Uh, I actually I listened to the whole thing. I I enjoyed it. I yeah. don't think I'd listen to it again, but I for that three minutes that I watched that video, I liked it. I'll say it's this is not the worst one. I, one of the so worst I ones think, is what I'm going to play next. So I so I just want to say he does change the lyrics up a little bit, which I thought was kind of uh, thought was a little clever. He was a little bit self referential in the middle of the song, which I thought was interesting because he was like really yeah. taking on the persona of of Bo Burnham. <laughs> I mean, you gotta you gotta throw your own artistic flair in there. Yep. But um, this other one is an older Bo Burnham song. Uh, this is "Art Is Dead," parentheses punk cover. 
It just sounds really bad. That sounds bad. I don't remember. I don't know what that quite sounds like, but it sounds like like it doesn't sound like punk. And it sounds like someone who like whose only version of punk they know is like they're like, oh, Everclear is like a punk band. Yeah, that's like pretty much what that that what that sounds like. to The me. song is like a piano song and it's like kind of slowly like sung, but the piano is like a little chaotic. Yeah. Um, But the funnier part about this is if you look this up is the video is literally just the guy that did the song sitting there. Like the song's playing like the last one, the Blink-182 one. It's like a whole music video. The guy like yeah. edited it. There's like 15 different cuts. He's playing the drums and guitar and singing and doing everything. This one, the guy's literally just sitting in a chair and he's like playing with an Xbox controller and then like, Does, oh, then he like put glasses on and he's just like playing on his phone. Is it so? Sorry. So is it supposed to be like, this cover is a joke he wrote down. And then so he's trying to be like inside. He's trying to do like an inside version of this where he's just like, oh, I'm just like a guy sitting here with the yeah. song is playing it or whatever. Did you listen to the other uh, punk cover? Of Art is Dead? Yeah. Um, I think so. And I just was like, well, I'm not going to play two of these. I'll just play the one. Play the, other one. the other one was a little bit better. The other one was uh, I actually respected it a little bit more. It only has 887 listens, too. So yeah. You know Here, I'll hit play on this bad, Larry. So I have critiques on it, but it's it's all right. Keep going. Keep keep playing. Okay, okay. We can we can talk over it, right? Yeah, we can talk over it. Yeah. Entertainers like to seem complicated, but we're not complicated. See, it's. I think this is better than I think that other kids. This is definitely better. It was also made before, like, Inside came out. So I, I like that too. I'm going to stop it there before we play the whole song. Yeah. I, so, there, so when it kicks up a little bit, I was a little disappointed because if they would have had some harmonies, it would have been good. He also doesn't go and leave from that. Uh, that vocal it stays that way the whole time so which is fine that would have been okay if like they would have added like another layer of vocals so Seamus McLean um, try harder try harder <laughs> I've never made a single no I've made music but I've never I can't write yeah, music you, you've literally recorded writ- oh I was say you've written and recorded music but you haven't written I wrote lyrics part, part hey. of the lyrics I wrote vocal He's- I wrote vocal patterns dude you wrote. You were a recording artist. I, I literally, I have recorded, recorded things. I've recorded me speaking. I've actually no. You know what? I've actually recorded a whole demo. I forgot I did that. Except I didn't like my like Rob, friend of the pod. He played music. Like he, I, I like wrote all the songs on bass, and then I was okay. like, and then we just like we did it all in like just one day, um, and then that Ooh. that was it. Never, never released to the public. Never, never before seen. It's on. It's on. It's it's somewhere out there. Um, somewhere out. My friend, somewhere my out friend, on the like, ether. My friend, like my roommate Brent, he he like uh, uh, like Gator Trials is what it was called, which is problematic. 
it, it was a pretty problematic <laughs> thing. It was uh, Gator as the guy, the uh, um, bad man who was a skateboarder. Uh, he uh, was put on trial for um, uh, sexual assault. <laughs> this is where Ian uh, cancels himself on accident. I forgot, <laughs> I, about his I forgot how deeply problematic it was what we were doing here. Um, yeah, fucking good shit, brother. Um, bro. But anyways, before we just go down Ian's rabbit hole of trying to uh, talk about his cool music. Um, it wasn't cool, it was bad. It was inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. It was wrong. I apologize. I was a young, young man at the time. I mean, I, that fits, I think, perfectly into the next points that I wanted to get into. But, uh, but yeah, I just there's a lot of covers of Bo Burnham's music, which uh, is really funny and it's and it's interesting. Especially there's one in particular of Art Is Dead where it it's like a music video, and he's like tied up and it's like he's being very like uh, trying to be very poignant with the lyrics of the song, and I just thought that was really funny because I f- like I feel like Bo would hate that. I. I I honestly, yeah, that seems really embarrassing. Um, yeah, it seems. I mean, how how old was this person in that? Oh, full game? adult, full adult, full adult. Okay, he had it's like he had like a bit a of a beard. Like re, just make like being like really into a music video. Like that's like kid shit. Is being like, oh, I really like this music, so I'm gonna like make a music video for it. Yeah, you know what I mean. It had like production value, but then you it. have someone who like does a cover, and then they like really get into it like of the lyrics themselves and act out the lyrics sounds yeah, embarrassing like, the description i remember it said like music by bo burnham arrangement by me and i was like you're saying you did the arrangement for this you are a dork yeah <laughs> um i definitely don't want to listen to that i heard i watched a this this randomly came on facebook today which i think it's because like the algorithms and shit all work together um, oh yeah. So obviously, because I had a bunch of Bo Burnham videos I was watching, I was on Facebook, and the Bo Burnham cover came up of uh, what's his one song? For, like everybody, put your hands up off of inside. What song? Is yeah. It? Oh, I I fucking can't remember. We I we should probably all, learn all eyes what those on me. songs. Are. All eyes on me. Yes. All eyes on me. It was all eyes on me, and it was like this chick really singing and getting into it, like in a very earnest way. That I was like, and she like, obviously it was done to the beat of like queen of like, uh, under pressure. And, but then she was singing those lyrics over it. And I was like, dude, you're like, and she was pretending to be like a hair metal artist, which is, I think is like, you're missing the whole point of that song. That song was like, yeah, making, I mean, making fun of that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, people, people miss the points and, uh, they're fucking dumb and stupid for it. I feel like that is from the beginning. So, like, I think we both first heard of Bo Burnham around probably the same time, like 2008, 2009, when he, like, I didn't realize how fucking big he was on YouTube. Like, oh, yeah. When I was younger, I thought I was like, oh, dude, look at this kid I just, like, stumbled upon. Like, and I was, like, showing people and everyone, like, people, like, I remember people, like, never heard of it. Like, like, and I would show them. But, like, yeah. In hindsight, it was like that was obviously on the front page and obviously like one of the biggest YouTube videos at the time. I think like his first video has like uh how many video like it's like over thirty million for sure. So probably Yeah, I mean he has like 
uh it's really funny his youtube page is like still his like original one that he had when he was like a child yeah and he has like videos from inside on there along with like, like his really old ones yeah um, and it's just ridiculous yeah he likes uh, his... the 33 what's the song um his his first song is like about his family thinking he's gay um yeah. and i remember it's just fucking so funny yeah but oh it only has 11 was... million but I mean, like, 11 million. Because he, I mean, his, that's still a lot. Well, it's a lot, but his, like, Welcome to the Internet is 32 million. And that just came out like a month ago. Yeah. Like, well, Inside well, has really blown him up. I like how many does so Bofa Show have? Oh, I'm Boyo has 33. Bofa Show has 10 million. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, that, so I'm yeah. Boyo is when he, like, really kind of kicked it that off. That was the one that popped off. I, I think I knew math was the one I liked, but I remember I saw, like, his, the, I remember. My whole family. I don't think I, was, I saw it when it came out, but it definitely like a year later. Um, and I remember yeah. like getting, I would see him make new videos and getting excited about it. Like that's, I like followed him when yeah. like, and that first I'm one, Boyo and New Math came out, like being like really fucking stoked about it. <laughs> that first one came out December 21st, 2006. Yeah. So this boy been at it for a minute. <laughs> yeah. And uh, something you said before about, uh, you know, being problematic and uh, offensive uh, and earlier in your life with your music that you were making or uh, maybe just the name of the band, um, I feel like is a reason to call Bo punk because like most punk bands, uh, Bo has made a lot of vaguely problematic and offensive things in the past. Yeah. Um. And has since you know, been like, that wasn't good. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of punk bands do it too. Case in point, AJJ. Yeah, AJJ. They're now AJJ. They're no longer Anti-Jackson Jihad. They refuse to play the song Lady Killer. Um, but they refused to play that song for a very long time. But people would always yeah. ask for it. And I was always like, why do you guys want to hear that song? We want to kill ladies. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a funny song. Yeah. I mean, hey. I mean, no effects never really got on this, I feel. They're probably... <laughs> That Mike's probably still into no playing effects, all his older shitty no, songs. No effects. The only thing I know, no effects has ever like gone back and said like, "Oh, we, I don't think that anymore." Is his like songs about anti-vegetarian songs, and now he's a vegetarian. But that's they that's have, where like, he's like, like, never mind. They have like a couple anti-vegetarian songs that like, and then he said like, "Yeah, I don't like, I don't." I'm like, I obviously just didn't know. I was just like a dumb kid, and now I like, like cabbage now. But like, I I feel like. I, I, I mean, obviously, I feel like No Effects is more offensive shit is stuff that's come out like recently, but like it's mm. it's mostly but, just not like it's not offensive. It's more just like, come on, man. Like, yeah, like he has that one song about like, like, like seventy two virgins, and it's just about like, <laughs> I don't know. It's about just making well, fun of Muslims essentially. Yeah, but I, yeah, I feel like it's probably just like dumb shit. Like he's like being edgy for no reason. Yeah, stuff. Um, but like, and that was kind of like what Bo did with like a lot of his songs. Like, I think I don't know. I would venture to say almost every other song he had had the F slur in it. <laughs> he was using F slurs surprisingly later into his career Liberally. than I thought. Like I watched, oh, yeah. I watched what, and it had like that. That was that came out seven years ago. Um, yeah, and. Yeah, he just comes out and like one of his first jokes, he just says the F slur, which I was like, I was like, whoa. 
Yeah. Both. But then also, <laughs> then also, I mean, if you really think about it, I mean, like, we were all, I mean, I, at least my personal life, was, like, casually doing that up until probably at least 2012 um, of just, like, dumb, like, saying it and not, like, fully, like, probably, actually, probably up until probably, like, 2010, saying it flagrantly. And then up until 2012, using it ironically. And then being like, you know, maybe I just don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, I, I think so. I think I did it ironically. I know I, I stopped doing it pretty much once, whenever I saw that, like, Dangerous, vid- like, heard that Dangerous song. And I was like, I guess <laughs> I do know better. <laughs> <laughs> I no, do know turns better out. than this by now. Um, but yeah, it's just, one of those things where, like, you know, as a dumb fucking kid, you just think that shit's funny. And, like, you know, to an extent, it kind of is the way you, depending how you use it and say it and things like that, I could see, yeah. But then also, once you're an adult, it's like, you know, it's not good. Yeah, I mean, it is like, there is like... You should know better. Yeah, like, there is things like nuances and stuff like... I mean, like, I don't want to say that. I mean, a part of, like... I used to be, I kind of like, I fluctuate with this all the time because I'm always like, oh, it's, you can use things in like a ironic sort of way, maybe. But then people were like, no, you can't. I always like, I'm like, I don't know. I never know like where people stand with like irony and like if the joke, where, who the butt of the joke is, I've always thought is like where, like you can, yeah. I, I always personally believe that you can get away with saying, you can get away with saying slurs shit. <laughs> if it if the, it depends on who the joke is like it depends on the vibe it, it depends on the, i mean yeah it depends on who's around well i mean legitimately <laughs> legitimately that's how it works because like the problem is bo having the platform that he has right if yeah. he were to flagrantly slur uh non-stop kind of like he did in the past in the songs yeah it it gives you the listener like power and, and like ability to then also slur yeah um if you're with your friend and you both know that the thing is bad yeah and then you do a character of like i don't know like a long island italian man yeah saying a slur it's like we know that this is a bit of like a shitty person we know yeah uh <laughs> which i i feel like Bo kind of like was doing that in like some of his other like stuff like he was definitely like, making fun of like of dipshits of yeah of, like yeah i mean uh, some of his stuff is like pretty offensive i think like especially yeah. towards like women and stuff like that oh well yeah that's a separate <laughs> that's a separate conversation um, but yeah i think i yeah. think a lot of people suffered from this where like they thought like oh everyone that's listening understands where i'm coming from and then you have like you know shitty jock bros and like what we call Trump dudes now listening to it being like, yeah, that's funny. He said the F slur. I'm going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> and like not getting it. I definitely think so. I mean, I definitely like used to like have like a very, I mean, I still have a problematic sense of humor, but I think that Same. like I used to be a little bit more like flagrant with it and also just a little bit more like uh, casual with it. Probably. Yeah. And unnuanced. And like there was the, the joke was that I was saying it less so than mm-hmm. the joke of it like being any sort of pinpointing sort of thing yeah. it was just like you know kind of like a shitty punk kid of like i'm just trying to be offensive to be offensive like that like kind of like sense yeah. of humor um and i definitely like i think that Bo is kind of like pulling from that as well like that whatever that like middle class white kid from in the year 2000s post south park like brain that has pretty much like was like 
pretty much every white guy has gone through. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to play the song, um, but I, I just want to read the first f- uh, four lines from Problematic from Inside. Mm-hmm. And it's, I grew up as your usual suburbanite, a tiny town in Massachusetts, overwhelmingly white. I went to church on Sundays in a suit and a tie, then spent my free time watching Family Guy. Yeah. And that there is the problem. <laughs> Being a teenager brought up watching Family Guy, South Park, shit like Jackass, shit like that. And like, I watched those, I watched those things and like understood vaguely like the nuances from it. And also I had like good people around me to help me like navigate that. But then other people just watched South Park and Family Guy and just became shitty little monsters. Yeah. I mean, but like, I would also say like, I always, at a younger age, I mean, from being into punk and from being like aware of like radical politics at like a young age, like 15 years old, listening yeah. to like propaganda, I knew like the way I knew what was like correct or like, I guess like, res- like respectful of people being like, I wasn't like a homophobic, I wasn't actually homophobic Same. when I was like 15 years old. I, uh, but you're still just saying slurs. I, but I was still just <laughs> saying slurs. Like I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't harbor, I didn't think I harbored anything like ill will toward people when I was saying these things. And I thought that like yeah. that, that joke would be like perceived by others, but like oftentimes it's not. And it's all like, that's, and the reason why is because of like, like, or the reason why it's wrong is because like, it's, it's others could hear it. And it's still one finds it offensive. Then I guess like it is kind of offensive, even though sometimes I would argue like, chill yeah. out but it's still. well yeah <laughs> i mean a good argument with that is like i had friends who were pocs growing up and like were cool with me saying racial slurs yeah with them in a jokey way yeah but then like i remember one time in particular a friend of mine sent the n-word um like around like another like a, a black kid that was hanging out with us who wasn't like fully part of their friend group yeah and he was just like yo what the fuck yeah and then like the other dudes try to tell him like no it's okay like he he can i gave him the we gave him the pass yeah and then he was like i didn't give him the fucking pass i mean that is true and that's when we all of us collectively were kind of like huh okay yeah i mean (laughs) that's how that works yeah i like because it's even if all your friends tell you it's cool if you piss off if you offend or make that one person upset like what if you just didn't yeah so it's an easy to just not sometimes. Yeah, it is easier. I mean, I learned this like I remember for a while I used to argue against I used to be like, "Oh, I can I can literally say whatever I want." And I think like yeah. and then like I definitely like I mean, as like wild and shitty as Tumblr kind of got, <laughs> it did like open my <laughs> eyes to that conversation of being like, "Oh, yeah, like this is like these mm-hmm. are inappropriate things to say. This isn't an inappropriate thing to be joking about." Like like your viewpoints of like why you should be saying it are like wrong or wrong like i wasn't saying it's skewed but you know like different different things like that but like i mean now i'm a little bit older and i've kind of gone back a little bit more to my problematic ways <laughs> but it, i do it is just like uh i don't know just like now i know who my who my friends are and where to say it and what to say and when to say it and it's not something to be at a party um just being flagrant being out of flagrant pocket flagrant about it joint good getting yeah. on my uh my podcast with six listeners and throwing out the f slur because uh i even though i could get away with it <laughs> hell yeah i can get away with it <laughs> no one even though that the wokes on twitter won't get me we, we stopped doing the podcast years go by it randomly blows up you're now the principal of school and yeah. you get fucking fired 
I mean, I would just <laughs> say respect to that. Imagine if we became yeah. a principal. That'd be wild. Absolutely nuts. I would fear for those children. The fact that I'm even just a teacher is concerning. Hey, so many people tell this to me. They're <laughs> like, I cannot believe that you are in charge of children sometimes. And I go, hey, me either, brother. But it, people love it. It is what it is. I do say I'm a good teacher. I'm just, oh. I'm just a... It, I'm just not a as professional as some other teachers. I'd prefer- I'll say those yeah. those fucking kids today, they learned all about writing with a quill pen. All right, that's cool. They fucking they went home with a little feather that I made for them, and now they can write with a they can write with a pen. Did they you give them a little bit of ink to go with it? Uh, no, because that's messy. They can get their own fucking ink. Oh well, whatever. They can write with <laughs> a quill pen. That's fun. Yeah, that's a fun little. She was thing. sick. Um. Yeah. But yeah, so. Bo Burnham was offensive when he was younger, and uh, that's that's. I would say, kind of punk, kind of punk. I so so. This is kind of like a different thing, but kind of in in relation to that of why I also think he's kind of punk. Like following his career, like when he was from his younger days, it does really feel like also following like a like a punk band from the early days. Like it is because yeah, yeah. you see, you're hearing like you're watching like a super. It is super raw and DIY like. He's literally just in his bedroom playing guitar or like playing the piano and then like filming it on like a shitty webcam or like whatever. Like yeah. it wasn't even good quality at the time. Like the video like the video quality that he was making was still subpar video quality. And it's even now oh, yeah. it looks horrible. And then you yeah. just see him slowly like get bigger. Um Well, yeah, that's that was my next point I was gonna say. Like this slow. motherfucker is extremely DIY. Yes. Like like, like you said, starting on YouTube, doing his own videos, and then watching the trajectory of it go feels like a punk band to the point where he put out four records. Um, so he had both a show in 2008, which was his EP, um, which is what like got him popular and like whatever. What a bad album and then, cover. Like he could have like, I felt like he was more clever than that. Yeah. But he was a child. Yeah. <laughs> It was put um, out by Comedy Central in 2008. Exactly. Absolutely crazy. And then then he has Bo Burnham, his self-titled, his first full record coming out. And then sophomore release, uh, words, 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 gets a little bigger, you know, whatever. And then comes out with what? His, like, next release does pretty well again. Make Happy felt like, I remember when it came out, such a big like a big production. It felt so much more. Yeah. And then he fucking disappeared. Disappeared. Well, he didn't Went on hi- disappear well, I know. Like from comedy. Yeah, yeah. From yeah. comedy. But like from the spy, like he disappeared, goes on hiatus, and then comes back out of nowhere with like a instant, like big bop that everybody loves. And it's self-released. Yeah. And that just feels like a cool punk band would do the same move. Yeah. And, and like, it is like, I know he, like, so he started off, like, super DIY, and then, like, obviously, he just got picked up really quickly, which, like, a lot of punk bands will tend to do that, like, I don't know, uh, Blink-182 or some shit like that, where they just kind of, like, as soon as, like, a record label comes to them, they, like, jump on it, and they get on it, Um, and that's what he did, and he got big, and then he, like, like, he was doing things, but it wasn't, like, that... It was pretty much the same stuff he's always been doing, like just like continuing on. I know that he sometimes he would have little bits that were basically the same, but like most is like piano songs were like always kind of like samey to me. Mm-hmm. I like I got I got tired of Bo Burnham like 
like oh yeah until like the inside is when i like respected more and like was like a little bit more excited about it but i remember when like what came out i rewatched mm-hmm. what today and i liked it but i remember when it came out i was like this guy's still at it like he's still doing this like <laughs> this paint piano shtick like come on man do something what else you got but then he did show us what else he's got because he did make that yeah. eight, did you see eighth grade it's great. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that was like he was wrote and directed that, and I was like, I was like, so I was like excited for him because like seeing you got to see him from when he was like a kid and like where he started, which was literally just like yeah playing offensive songs in his uh in his parents' attic or whatever or in his bedroom. There's a there's this a thing on YouTube. It's it was called Green Room, and it was basically like a uh, kind of like a comedy roundtable where people were all talking or whatever, and there's a video on YouTube of him playing art is dead on it. And he gets up from the couch to go over to the piano play and he sits down and he's like about to start. And Ray Romano just chimes in. Oh, he's a prop comic (laughs) and it fucking cuts so hard. And then when he finishes and he goes back to sit down, uh, Mark Marin goes, that was cute. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just, that rules so hard. Yeah. He, I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he definitely doesn't have like the, the comedy purist respect like i think a lot of like big comedians don't like there's probably like well, a couple that respect him but like there's definitely, I, th- like, I think there's definitely i think s- probably a lot of them do yeah and i think they were just cutting him down because that's what you do like if they didn't respect him they probably wouldn't say anything or they might have said oh that was good yeah but by the fact of them being like fuck you i feel like that is like respecting it well i i, um, I know i like not know comedians but i've like listened to a lot of comedian podcasts and seeing comedians <laughs> live and shit like that um yeah. so there i have a you know pair of like pair of friendships with them you know yeah. and shit like I, that. I know comedians well actually i've never I've just listened to one. a lot of podcasts i've just listened to a lot of podcasts but I, I i feel like a lot of times like comedy people have like a certain like viewpoint of comedy especially like like comedians who like went through like the whole fucking like started out like in the clubs or whatever and Bo yeah, Burnham kind of like would just start up on YouTube and then was able to sell out clubs and like stuff like that yeah. and then would doing comedy and he didn't even do stand-up comedy he did like a whole like little sticky comedy so they are always like well he can't get up on stage and like tell jokes without some sort of like other thing relying on it um yeah but like regardless I think it's still fucking good like it's still like it's still enjoyable like comedy it's not the purest form of comedy and i but i remember that's why i didn't like respect him for a little bit because i was like i was like on that pure comedy side even though i don't even like stand-up that much i just like yeah i mean he has like stand-up like he does like he's done like bits where but yeah his shtick is mostly the music stuff and i'll say too like i remember seeing his youtube videos as a child and just going like haha funny and then like you know words came out and i watched it and that was it and i went that was good and then what and make happy. I did the same thing. I watched it like once and went, oh, that was good. And then never watched it again. It was just like, it was in and out. Never stuck with me. Yeah. And I feel like Inside will do the same thing. <laughs> like a lot of other people are blowing it up to be uh, this massive, like this masterpiece. This like, yeah, like perfect thing. And I think it's very good. Yeah. But I personally, it's by next month that I'll, I'll be like completely past it probably. So like one of the things I noticed was especially rewatching what today was that like, he's always had the like jokey sort of insights that like, we're not even talking about punk anymore. Anyway, we're sorry, but like, you know, the jokey sort of insights that, um, that he, do, that everyone like loves on 
uh, inside. It's like he's always done that. He's always critiqued society. Yeah. And he's always done little uh, little jabs or like make some ironic kind of songs to it. And uh, he's also always done kind of big production things. Like his live yep. shows, he is massive production. Like not like they're they're low budget massive production. Like you know what I mean. Like but he does have. Like, there's just a lot of planning. There's just yeah. There's so much planning because he he actually scripts out the entire thing. So like yeah, everything like he does, like beat. especially with what it doesn't stop because there's constantly like a music or something like playing around like or a joke happening that he's curated to happen throughout the whole thing. And um, I don't know where I was going with that. I forgot what we were talking about. But I, I was just thinking like he's he, he <laughs> I, what I was talking about is he's not with inside. It's not that much different than what. And I was kind of thinking about that. Like people were even on the co- mm-hmm. YouTube comments. They were saying like, oh, this is so much different than what I'm like. No, it's like not. He is a little bit more like problematic humor. Uh, like yeah. he has this one joke where he's just like, I love it. It was just like a poem called like I love sluts or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a that's a classic. honestly. <laughs> And like, it's like I, I like was listen, I was like watching my like, dude. Like, where is the bit here? Oh, like, it's just that he's saying sluts. It's just that he's saying sluts. Because again, it's it's part of like that whole like, oh, you guys know me. I'm not really like like that. I just so like like it's it's kind of like the I think you should leave bit where she's just like hanging out with my pigs fucks yeah. in dirty, dirty, wet mud. Yeah. So it's just him, but just, it's different. It's just him <laughs> saying sluts. Like now, like, but I thought I remember thinking like, dude, like that's not. It's not that it wasn't that funny. It's not even a good bit. No, not not a good bit. But he was also what probably like fucking twenty three, and like getting popular and just was like that's funny. And then also I remember seeing that for the first time, listening, and laughing. Oh yeah, it's called "I Fuck Sluts" is what it's called. Which yeah, that's that rules. I mean that is kind of funny. That that does kind of rule. Um, yeah. It'd be better if he now was like I, dead serious. Like that I would, would probably be, listen that would to be it. funnier if he was dead serious. <laughs> like yeah. the fact that there's a little bit of like irony to it. Like if if I saw some dude with like a shirt that said "I fuck sluts" like walking around the club, I'd probably think that was the funniest thing I've ever seen. But then if I yeah. saw Bro Burnham with that on, I'd be like, "Come on, man, there's better jokes than that." <laughs> hey, come on, try try harder, dude. But um, but yeah, my one other point about the DIYness of it. Or moving on, uh, so like. It's, everything about him has always been pretty DIY, but then inside specifically, I mean, I feel like we ha- we just had to touch on it. Yeah. I feel like the three people listening yeah. are aware, but on inside, this motherfucker, I mean, he like did everything. If you check the IMDB, which I did before, um, he did have other people assist, but only in like post-production editing, yeah. like doing the color and like a little bit of the sound mixing and stuff like that. Yeah. But like all the shooting, the, all the, light cues and staging and set dressing and the lyrics and the flow and direction and blah, 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 everything. Yeah. Which is crazy. The, the visual part of inside is what makes inside like it, what makes it inside like better. Like that's like, Oh yeah. But I mean like, so you have the jokes and everything. Like the reason when I was, when I went to go watch it, I literally was like, dude, I am kind of like, I was thinking I'm sick of Bo Burnham shtick, but everyone's talking about this. So I'm going to see it. Like I, and like, the songs were the least interesting part about inside for me. It was like the visual and like the way everything felt throughout the whole thing. And then even his little commentaries in between the songs, the song would start and I'd be like, okay, this is like kind of fun. It works. Everything works together so well, Mm -hmm. but like visually inside is so good. 
And it, it, it's yeah. so cool because it is him by himself. And the way like he would set the camera up like behind, it'd be like behind the, all the production stuff too. Like you it, see all the shit. Yeah, and then like in like his use of projectors and shit. Like it was just like it was really good. I was yeah, I was amazed. Not to be the like contrarian punk asshole. Yeah, but like definitely enjoyed the quieter parts of Inside more than the songs. Like like you said, the in betweens. Yeah, the like small nuances between it all because i mean the thing i've noticed from all of bo's like performances and and albums and stuff is it's all like centered around commentating on being a performer and yeah. like being like like art is dead perf- is literally art is dead could have been on inside or like in inside yeah. and it would have worked because it's and, like- that, and that's one point like that i do have negative against inside is i remember finishing it for the first time and being like oh he didn't say anything new because i feel like on all his things leading up to it this the tone has always been there and he just kind of coalesced all that together yeah but that also makes sense because now he's 30 and he's able to actually articulate all like the little bits and pieces he was saying before in a better like coherent way yeah and he's always like everything is a self critique like all of yeah. his music has always been a self critique, which is and that like it makes it more endearing and stuff like that. Like the like I know we keep talking about art is dead because like but like it's like his best song, yeah. um, on its own because it is like it's about how like artists are like bullshit essentially. Like it's mm, like very Dada. Yeah, well, yeah, it is like Dada, and it's about like just like comics and actors and stuff like that, um, or any sort of entertainer, just like they're doing it to demand attention and like that's yeah. all that it is, is attention seeking it's not and like, then he's yelling at himself like how dare i attention like attract like need this attention but yeah. here i am on tour on stage playing this song yeah. getting and attention he does the same thing with inside like the first song in inside yeah. is like uh isn't that the one where he's like oh what is like i'm like get, 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 get a white guy's perspective on this or something like that was like yeah part of the joke or whatever um and then he has the other song um that was i mean all eyes on me is kind of like that too um Mm -hmm. and then but that's more just like i'm depressed and sad and i'm trying to make up for this by using like these like by using these songs and stuff like that and then uh yeah i'm trying to think of what else what's another one the i think the song problematic that was like him being also a little more introspective and Mm -hmm. um but i i think it it is better on here like it is and especially because he's yeah. 30 and especially because inside he's alone and doing it completely by himself and just writing it for a year. Like that's like what makes it so like almost more jarringly like depressing because watching it is like a de- it's depressing watching it like. Yeah. Well, I mean, the song specifically, um, look who's inside again, I think is really like somewhat poignant about that whole point, like what we were just talking about. And like, it's one of the songs on here which I feel is like a real song. Like it's not a joke song. Like I could I, I remember saying this to my girlfriend after we watched it where I was like, I wish that he would make a record like Tim Heidecker has. Where uh, it's just a record. Yeah. Like Because it I think he would fucking hit so hard. Yeah, if he like didn't it wasn't only it wasn't jokes, it wasn't a comedy record, it was just like music. That Tim yeah. Heidecker record is so, it's like so fun. Like that's like. They're all good. Every Tim Heidecker record, I'm like, 
these are these all I love it because he's like rule he, and they're so sad. I love it because he like he never he doesn't do the he doesn't do he doesn't joke. Like it's literally no. just like and he always says like, Oh, I'm just trying to make music. Except when what the broken hearted do is kind of a joke because he was like He's playing a character. He's playing a character who's getting divorced with his wife, but he's not divorced with his wife. So that's like Yeah. But he's probably talking about like thoughts and feelings and ideas that he's grappled with and like Yeah. Had the like thoughts about and but didn't have to act on. Well, okay, so that's I also wanted to point this out about Bo Burnham um too. It's just he although he does like that that sort of like constant self referential thing, it does feel very genuine and honest. And that's always been like why he everyone kind of likes him, because you are he's he it's not like fake like it i think a lot of his a lot especially the songs on inside they while they aren't they are a comedy record and there are that one inside is a little bit different because it's not i think some of them are actually just songs like that he does write and they are like his purely Mm -hmm. his feelings like i think uh what's that one song that was like was it that funny feeling um I think so. Yeah, yeah that's another one like that's kind of like that, that. Funny feeling was pretty genuine. Like it wasn't like a like a joke song. Like he was kind of doing like clever wordplay. But if he existed as an artist, he just came out and wrote that. You wouldn't be like, oh, this guy's a comedy. Yeah, com- I mean, comedian. if you took out a few of like, if he doesn't mention uh, obeying the traffic laws in Grand Theft Auto Five, uh, it could be just a song. But yeah, he gets silly in the verses. I, I did forget but, about but it's, that. But there are there are. But it still hits. Yeah, like it kind of it kind of does what you what you think it would. Yeah, and like, but that's not, like like punk. There is a lot of self referential things in punk that are like, um, that happens. Like being really honest happens in songs, and I think that like we have like you have bands like No Effects who literally write joke songs, but then you have like mm-hmm. bands like AJJ we kind of mentioned before, or even like. Jeff Rosenstock or something like that, where you laugh at the lyrics because of how like, but they are like honest lyrics and they're not like trying to be funny. They just are funny because of how like, just like saying it is just, yeah. yeah, Or just how insightful, like just being like, Oh, how much like knowledge of like the human kind of being it is that everyone, like you kind of laugh when you hear something like about someone be like, Oh, I, here's a song. And then in the middle of the song, talk about jerking off and drinking root beer. Like that's like, yeah. Well, like Jeff Rosenstock saying switching between porn and Robocop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. like it, it I've sounds. Do, I've done this. Yeah, it sounds. It's like he's not joking. He's talking about something that is depressing, but it's funny because it is like talking about like jerking off and things like that. Yeah. But then Bo also has songs like sexting, which where was, that was the worst part of the whole fucking. Yeah, I, he's just like talking about sending Ferris wheels and shit like that. I'm like, okay. I I for <laughs> watching what I forgot how horny he is. Like he's a oh, he's a horny comedian. A lot He's of a little a, horn boy. A little, a lot of sex jokes going on with this guy. Yeah, and I'll say, one thing I think is funny is that very specifically, our generation I feel like matches up with Bo and his like career trajectory and like what his songs and like albums always talk about, like or at the very least, uh, you and I as straight white men. Well, straight uh, white men who are on the <laughs> internet, like pretty religiously, like you know, like yeah. are, it hits hard. Like I, like I spend a lot of time on the internet not so much anymore but i they're like because i watched because i watched inside and i was like dude i'm fucking anyway uh (laughs) but like (laughs) it's 
but like it but you know like everything that's kind of going on with these certain things and certain trends and kind of like even if you don't want to be you're still going to be part of the trend because you're consuming trendy shit all the time and uh yeah and but if you have the same like kind of early experience too of like being early on the internet but also like being really into like i said south park and family guy like that shit like mm-hmm. like straight white boy shit straight white boy shit um, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm sure some, I'm sure some gay boys like Family Guy. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm gonna guess the pie chart's a little skewed though. Um, but um, yeah, I have something bringing us back to punk a little bit because I think we've established that he's DIY. Yeah, um, DIY. Punk, <laughs> we're giving him punk cred for the DIY. We're giving him punk cred for being problematic, being problematic. as a child. <laughs> Just to make us feel better. Um, yeah, and this one this one kind of hits a little along the same line of problematicness. I have this in my maybe section. Yeah. Where I don't know if this is a pro or con. I feel like it's a con. But it's his music style. So it's usually corny musical theater shit or quirky white rap. Yeah. And, like, both of those kind of suck. The... Yes, the quirky white rap. I'm glad Terrible. he kind of got away with that. Except, although yeah. he does come on, but like I was watching some of his vines, and he was doing like I was like I was like, dude, like stop doing this. This bit yeah. isn't funny anymore. This hasn't been funny although, since you were 16. His vine about the jam is really good. Um, where he's like, oh, this is my jam, and it's like I think it's playing like a Journey song, yeah, like, and then he like turns it down and he holds up a little jar of jam. He's like, that's my jam. Yeah. Love it. Um, that was a good one. I uh, like what's what's better than pussy. No, is it what's better than is there, what's better is, than reading a book? No, it's like what's better. No, is there anything better than pussy? Like reading a good book. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And it's like hits the piano good. Yeah, yeah, classic. But uh, yeah, most of his old shit is like quirky white rap. And I remember being like fucking the same age as him, probably, or like I was, I'm like two years younger than him. So like. You know, probably being like 18 when he's 20, rapping both a show and being like, huh, yeah, this is funny. Yeah. And then I just listened to it earlier today and I was like, that sucks. <laughs> I was, I have the same, same experience. Although I do want to say he is very clever and smart in his lyrics. Yeah. But like, but it's terrible. The wordplay, but like doing the whole, the sticky white rap thing. And then he literally has a song where he like calls out rap, uh, like, the oboe song like mm-hmm. it's about he's like he's like like rap used to be uh transgressive and now all it is is talking about like uh like women and cars and money and he goes so i'm gonna do the same thing and so he writes like a parody song parodying yeah. rap and, and uh, it's like okay it's so it's like it's like it's bad um yeah it's not good and it's always it's always funny to me when like especially i mean whatever him doing it is like, dude, like I doubt like Lil Wayne is gonna see this and be like, oh, and give anything. Oh, you're right. I should uh, be more considerate of uh, of women. You know, it's like yeah. no, like the part of it is like the part. They'd probably just beat him part up. Part of hip hop <laughs> is being like braggadocious and like being like and nuts, like off the off the chart, like a little bit more so than what you normally are. Yeah, um, like I think a good way to talk about Bo's rap songs are like listening to early Childish Gambino. It's like the same goofy shit where Childish Gambino was not a white boy, but 
he was rapping horribly yeah. in his early songs. Also, just like started off shit. doing funny comedy stuff that's pretty problematic now. I oh yeah, uh, bro rape dude, that's a classic. Dude, <laughs> dude bro, bro bro rape is a classic. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, dude, I'm gonna need to watch. I that mean, this is this. different, dude. I loved Derek comedy shit. Like when that was out, like that, I was obsessed with Derek comedy. Derek comedy was so good. Um, and then when, I remember when he started getting like big as like a rapper i was like mm-hmm. i was like dude is anyone taking this guy seriously and then like then because yeah, the no one's came, seen and then because the like, internet came rape? out and i was like yeah i'm like because you guys are thinking about this is the guy from the community no this is the guy from bro rape <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that rules but uh but yeah and then the other side of it with the musical theater shit like i just personally hate that and like it works for his cadence of his voice and for the styles of his songs and like how how they are like it'd be weird if he like had a guitar and was up there like doing that but i don't know i just it bothers me <laughs> um there's a i saw i saw a tweet uh that said i didn't see it i got sent this tweet that said to me bo burnham fans and hamilton fans are the same Yes. Um, so there we go. It's it is the musical theater uh yeah, nerd shit. Which I feel like those kids are sometimes some of the some of like the most annoying people where they're like they are problematic but then at the same time like they they're like uh fucking like neoliberals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think they probably most of you probably are all neoliberals. I think that what makes Bo, yeah. Bo Burnham special is he kind of does know what socialism is. He knows who Noam Chomsky is, and that makes his musical theater shit a little bit funnier. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't know where I fall on the style of his music in the punkness. It's not. Like, it's not punk. He and, and like he's yeah. never done. If he ever does something that does try to sound like punk, it sounds like bad, like pop punk, and the joke will be like. That he's probably that he's doing a little it. bit more because like he is a musical theater nerd like that's who he like that's he was in theater yeah. and stuff when he was younger like you can just tell by like looking at him everything stuff, about him. everything about him <laughs> but like um so I mean some of the stuff was kind of okay like some of the music but his his synth his like his synth tones are so good like they sound they, they sound rip. good um so I like that but when he like I said when he does have the straight up piano songs. They are a little bit uh show tuny. A little show tuny, a little bit annoying. But um but yeah. And then something that kind of goes along with this, which I feel like is a con for sure, is um I saw Bo Burnham live one time mm-hmm. in two thousand and nine. Hell yeah. Bamboozle. You saw him at Bamboozle? Uh, you, I saw him at Bamboozle. No they had way. a, a comp. Yeah, they had a comedy tent, and it was really small. They were, they had like I forget. I literally have no con- concept of who else was there. I could probably have googled this, but I did not. Um, and I just remember my friends and I like got there for his set. Uh, and there were it was packed. Like it was always it was empty all day, and then everybody fucking stormed it for him. So it was like a million people. And there's actually a lot of videos on YouTube of this set. Um, and everybody started singing along to every song that he did. And he stopped almost all of them in the beginning and was like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Cause everyone was just singing along. 
Yeah, and he fucking hated it. And I, I looked around online. I found a bunch of other people all talking about it too. Like, why does Bo hate when people sing along? Like, and it's because that he's not performing a concert. Yeah, he's, he's doing theater. He's or he's doing yeah, he's doing theater or he's doing a comedy set. Like he's he's viewing himself as a comedy set. Yeah, well, like he's viewing himself as like performance art of you know whether it's a, a song doing doing stand up bits doing whatever. It's like like could you imagine? like seeing a stand-up comic and just like saying the punchlines to them like that's nuts but then also on one hand I'm like don't play bamboozle bro like know your audience yeah know who's gonna be there it's gonna be a bunch of yeah. pop punk kids who want to sing along that's all they're doing gang vocals all day um but uh, i'm trying to find I'm, I'm looking through trying to find to bamboozle 2009 the comedians that were there yeah i found i found 2010 i found bamboozle left i think i went to bamboozle left um, I forgot they did bamboozle. I thought that was just like a Jersey thing. No, like, they did it. They did like co- two years in the West Coast or one year in the West Coast, and it's called Bamboozle mm-hmm. Left. And I went to it. Um, Hell yeah, dude! I forgot how big this was. I went and uh, have heart played. That's why I went. Wait, what? Have, yeah, have heart played. Uh, and it would literally it was like no one. It was like this, it, and trash talk did too. And then like That's they, but it was like crazy. it was like this super small stage. Um. Okay, that's I'm mad about that. And I think like <laughs> of mice and men played like after, so it was like that's so crazy. Like I ca- I cannot find the 2009 bamboozle. I have it on here on Wikipedia, but I don't think they have the comedian listed. I'm looking for like the. Oh, here I found it. Great. So they had um <laughs> on this on the same stage as Bo Burnham they had. Tales by the by the Ripper, poetry readings by Gregory, uh, DJ Prime played three sets, <clears throat> Bo Burnham, Joe DeRosa, uh, Zach Galifianakis, Ooh. Yak Balls, don't know who that is, Robius One, and U.S. Air Guitar. All right. I th- I think we wanted to see Zach Galifianakis, but I think he was playing when um, somebody else was. So we like well, you, we didn't go see it. Do you, you have the set list right? There. You have the list of things right there. Yeah, dude. But well, it doesn't say the times it's when everybody's crazy. playing. I'm so. looking at who has played Bamboozle in more recent years. Bamboozle 2011. Bruno Mars played. Yeah, dude, I saw Snoop Dogg at Bamboozle one time. Like, I saw MC Hammer. I saw MC Hammer, MC Hammer, and I think then immediately watched Taking Back Sunday, and I was like, "This is a weird concert." I saw Taking Back (laughs) Sunday; that was so good. Bamboozle left two thousand nine. Who who did I see here? Is this even the one I went to? This is definitely good pod content. I'm just I'm just interested. I've seen Have Heart played. Was that twenty ten? No, it was two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Yeah. That's so fucking nuts. Yeah, it says in that stage, State Farm stage was in fear of and faith, nations of fire, trash talk, have heart, a skylight drive, born of Osiris, ignite, and the Bronx. Dude, ignite, ignite's sick. Dude, where, where do you see this? Where is this? I'm on the Wikipedia page. Oh, Wikipedia. I'm like looking at the. Uh... You fool! You're trying to read like a concert poster. I am trying to read a concert poster right now. <laughs> what a great content we're doing right now. Um, Dude, classic. I think shit. I saw the Deftones too. Like that was cool to me. Nuts. 
Bamboozle left uh, 2009. Right. Okay, I have to pull us off of this. All right, um, sorry. I'm going to I'm going to be Jack Wagner right now and we're turning this off. You're, you're closing the tab. I was thinking about this the other day. And this is probably something we should not talk about on pod, but like do you no, feel no, like you're Jack it. and I'm Brandon sometimes? I I feel yes. You're just less you're just less horny. <laughs> I'm just not as Well, that's not my shtick, you know. My shtick you know, you're you gotta pull me your, off. Your shtick is ADD. Yeah, my shtick is <laughs> looking at like my 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 horny horny Brandon moments are me looking at like half heart like it's like set list from <laughs> 2009 or whatever. <laughs> I gotta reel them back. In. Um, but, uh, okay, Bo Burnham. But yeah, so a non-punk point is not liking people singing his songs. Oh yeah, but that's what punk rock understandable. Is all about. It's it's about like everyone getting together because i was thinking like i wonder if he'll do an inside lo- like live thing and then i was like thinking I about think so and i was like you know what i bet he doesn't like when people sing along and then now i know that he doesn't like singing and i was watching like yeah. him doing heckler videos and one time like people were singing along and he just like stopped and he'd be like stop it don't do that and then yeah like, like he's not funny about it like he's literally just like do do not do this yeah but um another reason for him to be not punk. And this is kind of a bullshit reason. He's technically a millionaire. Um, Accidentally. According though. according to CelebNetWorth.com, he is worth $4 million. You know what? He's done it. I I give... Being a millionaire does not necessarily make you bad if it's accidental and it's not like an intentional yeah. thing like the only thing he like he doesn't have his own record label he literally just self-produced his own shit you know what i mean yeah and like well, and then also so he's not making money off people i mean this sounds insane to say but four million dollars isn't that much money in the grand scheme of things like for somebody who he doesn't like he could potentially he, could like, be a he doesn't have a he could have like, he, he doesn't have, a have his own production company you know what i mean like, yeah, and like he he doesn't have a trade. Like all he, all he has is comedy, and that could disappear. Yeah, like, and then that money is all the money he has for the rest of his life. Although he did release a poetry book, and he also did make the movie Eighth Grade. So yeah, and the sh- and the television show, uh, Zach Stone wants to get famous. I never saw that. I didn't see it in two, but I was watching a bunch of clips, and it looks pretty fun. So yeah, just, it always looked funny, but I just always missed it. Yeah. But anyways, um, I think. Maybe a con. Maybe that's a maybe. maybe. I don't know if we can. Yeah, we haven't decided. It's if, just kind of, we haven't decided if millionaires are punk. Should or we not. do that? App? Oof. Um, I'll have to get a millionaire on. Let's get a millionaire on. I know some. I know a couple. I know some millionaires. There's so many. Millionaires. I I bet you. I actually, actually do know millionaires. Yeah, I wasn't joking. I I literally actually, know I, like I some, I know some thirty millionaires. Probably. It, I want. I hate all of them. Um, there's one that I kind of like, but um. Okay. Another pro. I think being a stand-up is inherently punk rock. You think being you think stand-up comedy is inherently punk rock? Yeah, that and I know I know discussion. this is a swing. I I know this. I know this, but I just I think it is. You and you give a little leeway. I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Maybe I think it starts being punk, and then you could you could easily fall off. Um, and like, and this this is a whole conversation we can skip, and save that for a future app. Yeah, maybe I like I'm I'm gonna put maybe on that. I do I do know what you're saying, um, so I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a maybe maybe to it. Yeah, 
Um, okay. Which I okay. So I do want to say that about Bo Burnham is he probably could get mm-hmm. a job making plays or some shit like that, which I bet he'll do. I bet he, this fucker's gonna make a play. I I would legitimately be upset <laughs> if he makes if he did a play. What if should we do his musical comedy punk? Or is yeah, or, uh, is, or is like musical or musicals punk? Don't make me watch musicals, dude. What's your favorite I musical? I hate that. Uh, my favorite musical is Doctor Horrible's Sing Along Blog. Is that Hamilton? No, it's <laughs> with Neil Patrick Harris, and it's like extremely lame. And it, it's just like about like a supervillain wanting to be a better supervillain. <laughs> I think I've heard about this. Yeah, it's fine, and then. I but generally speaking, I hate musicals. I was in gr- a production of Grease one time really? when I was a kid. Oh yeah, I played Putsy. How old were you? Uh, seven. Oh, that's funny. We both have a a light theater background. You were in yeah. a play. I took a, uh, I took musical theater in high school. I also did the lighting for the eighth grade play, um, like the eighth grade student production play. Um, which I, uh, I was I so much paint. fun. That's why I did theater arts because I was like, dude, I want to be, I want to be a guy in like this is what I want to be in the booth, just in the booth. I was sitting there with the light doing the spotlight, like it was so much fun. I really I, fucked uh, up my life and didn't didn't do my true <laughs> became a calling. teacher. Yeah, I really fucked up my life and became a teacher. I should have done my calling to being like a fucking stagehand. Maybe you could do the stage lights for uh, your school shows. Uh, I've offered it. <laughs> we don't have we don't have school plays because no one wants to do. I that. was, My, like, I was, I was like, gonna say, yeah, as a Catholic school, I don't see that always being a priority. Oh, we, yeah. And plus, we have like sixty kids in the class, and so that means half the kids would have to do the play, and that would and be that's not happening. That's, there's no way we can get like that thirty kids to do a play. Oh yeah, no, there's no chance. Maybe unless you force them, maybe, and it would probably just be for Christmas, and it would be uh, like the fucking little jesus play so we had to do a uh as a teacher i have to do the i had to do the christmas program like i had to pick yeah. the songs and then yes ma- even like curate the dance and stuff like that and other teachers all the kids would be like are we gonna do a dance we did a dance in the other class i'm like no we're gonna sit and you guys are gonna sing and so everyone else would do these little skits and dances and my class would just sit and sing um because you didn't want to choreograph because i didn't want to choreograph a dance at all and then um like and then it. that was my first year. The second year, all the other middle school teachers copied me because they were like, "No, we're not gonna, we're not gonna deal with that." I'm like, you're right, that's, it's not fun. I'm like, exactly. It's so hard to get these kids to do anything, dude. What a trend. <laughs> Just have them sit <laughs> and sing. Oh man, Little Drummer Boy is pretty good. Uh, Parappa Pum Pum. I did a Poop. Come All You Faithful. That song fucking gets rocking. Yeah, come what's up come all you faithful <laughs> it's a song about um, come on me faithful come on me faithful it's a song about a <laughs> that, gangbang that's hey come that's a remix waiting to happen yeah there we go um i only have one more point on my my pros and cons list and this is another pro and it's a guess i feel like it's a, an easy guess but i think that bo burnham is a leftist of some degree. Yeah, I think so too. He, yeah. He's definitely more left than just like your general like Democrat like celebrity. I think, yeah, I think he is. I, he's not, he has said he doesn't like to talk about politics because he doesn't think he's like uh, smart enough s- to like smart enough or get like into no it. one gives a shit what I think. So I'm not going to tell people what I think. Um, but he yeah. had one joke where he was like, 
where he talked about Noam Chomsky. It was no Noam Chomsky in a like wearing a strap on was like the punchline. And I remember thinking that, that like was like really funny. Um, and then also like since Noam Chomsky isn't like Noam Chomsky is only going to be well known if you have any sort of concept of like unless you're a linguist, you're probably only known because you know about leftist politics and you're like you're into yeah. leftist politics. Like I imagine watching that live, and like if I could watch everyone's face in the crowd, and he says Noam Chomsky, there's like a little bit of like a huh, yeah, on everybody's heads. Where like they might have heard that word on the Daily Show one time, but they don't know what it means. Noam Chomsky. <laughs> it's so funny how he's a linguist. Like that's like he like has not funny. It's just like pretty cool that he literally has like theories that people talk about of like Noam Chomsky being a linguist. And I didn't even know he was that for years because all I knew was like him being quoted in literally a propagandi. Like there's a propagandi <laughs> split that just like has samples of Noam Chomsky talking. That's why I found out who Noam Chomsky was. So to me, I thought he was like this like punk rock guy. <laughs> That's, I mean, he's kind of punk. He's kind of punk. I mean, leftism does have the punk thing. Um, oh, 100%. But I, he does, I mean, what's his, what, I mean, Bo Burnham does have sense of uh, political theory. I mean, he does literally like talk about Marx and uses the word yeah. neoliberal, which isn't going to be used unless you're a leftist. Like, a neoliberal isn't going to call themselves a neoliberal. Yeah. Like, a conservative is not going to say neoliberal. They're just going to say libtards. Yeah. They're going to say libtards. And, yeah. And then a, yeah. a liberal isn't going to say neoliberal because they don't know what a you neo know, they they are one, so they don't know what the, yeah, they are. They don't get it. Yeah, they're not going to like be like yeah. And then they're like they, what they would say is I'm progressive. Yeah, I'm a progressive. Um, insurance. Ins- insurance. <laughs> oh, progressive insurance. That, that's who I. Yeah. That's who I use. Um, yeah. You could bundle, save a lot of money. Hell yeah! We, this week's episode brought to you by Progressive Insurance. <laughs> Let's get flow on the pod. Ugh, I fucking I wish. hate it's, that. Literally, it's full of punk. I'm so no. I don't, I don't want to talk about these fucking commercials, dude. <laughs> Every time I go to my parents' house, it's like we're like sitting there watching TV, and I was like, "Quiet, quiet, quiet!" I love this commercial, and then I see that commercial <sighs> 20 more times the rest of the night, and my mom still says, "I love that commercial." Every time it's on. Yeah, but the girl from the AT&T commercials, though. Yeah, she's she's hot. Yeah, that kind of rules. But anyways, <laughs> um, she started wearing a sweater. Yeah, Bo Burnham. Oof. Bo Burnham definitely uh, is leftist, and I feel like that's the funny funniest part to me about Inside and watching it in a group setting like I did the other day because, like, not everybody that was there is leftist. Not everybody that was there uh, didn't vote for Trump. Um, so the people who I was there watching it with all laughing and enjoying it, and I'm like half of these songs, if you actually understood what it was, you'd probably be offended. But you're just laughing at like the catchy words in the rhymes. Yeah, I mean, it is. I, I would say it's one of his more political works, too. I mean, I he's not like a very outwardly political person, and I'm glad it wasn't like... Um, and it's kind like of shitty, Donald I feel Trump, like. You know, because like it tired yeah. of fucked Donald Trump shit. Um, well, I think it's corny when like comedians are too overtly political. Like... I don't know. It, it feels too like. Well, they, it feels they, hack they almost. can be. I mean, like what Carlin was fairly political in his things. I mean, I'm sure there's like some other other ones that are like good. Um, yeah, I mean, you can definitely be good at it, but I, just, I feel like it's such a it's a low ball 
And so like a lot of people who aren't that good will just do that because it's easy. Yeah. And then it's just like, oh, you have to okay. be genuinely insightful. You got to be good about you it. You have to be like, you have to be really smart. You can't just be like, yeah, you know, Donald Trump has small hands. Um, <sighs> even though. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, he got them little tiny baby boys. Yeah. So like, that's not funny. Like. Yeah. Unless I say it to you. Unless you say oh, right now, which I was supposed to laugh yeah. at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but if you spent $15 and had to buy like two drink tickets at like a, a comedy club and then someone on stage said that, you'd probably kill yourself. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I would that would be a funnier bit is me getting on stage and killing myself <laughs> on stage than, than, uh, than whatever that is. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. But specifically, I think we wanted to play this one part from uh, how the world works. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um from inside. So we're going to hit play on this to sort of, uh, you know, cap up what we're talking about, about Bo being a leftist here. And I guess technically it's a puppet. That's this, talking. This is Sako. Yeah, this is Sako. The simple narrative taught in every history class is demonstrably false and pedagogically classist. Don't you know the world is built with blood and genocide and exploitation. The global network of capital essentially functions to separate the worker from the means of production. And the FBI killed Martin Luther King. Private property's inherently theft. And neoliberal fascists are destroying the left. And every politician, every cop on the street protects the interests of the pedophilic corporate elite. That is how the world works. Really? It is yeah. how the word world works, you know. <laughs> it is, Bo. It is, truly is. Um like that whole bit is just every like it's when every leftist shitbag that I know on Instagram posting stories about political shit say all the time that I read and I go, Yeah, I agree with this. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely feels a little bit like yelling into the echo chamber, hearing that and agreeing. But the goal is that maybe some of these people that are listening to it uh, don't get it, and then they Google this shit. Well, um, I feel like it's less talked about that, like, um, you know, property is theft. That's a pretty uncommon thing to be seen being thrown around on uh, on Instagram. I rarely see. Yeah. I rarely see any infographics of like. Um, you know, like you usually see of like, oh, like how how you can be a better ally to uh to um I don't know your yeah. Asian friends or something like that. Say Latinx because yeah, say, that's better. Yeah, so I would love to see an infographic on the on the nuances of of why uh property um is is stealing from uh people yeah. and uh <laughs> um because because it, it is it is theft, you know. Taking money yeah, just, I, from people. Private property is inherently theft. I want a shirt that says that with picture of Sako on it. That'd be pretty good. And also the world was like it is it is built on blood. Oh yeah. I, did, I mean I watched um um was it was it something uh like just like kill all brutes or whatever? What is it called? You when yeah, when did you watch that recently I, or I when it came it, out? Uh a couple uh yeah, a few weeks ago. Yeah, that like I love that so much. It's so good. Yeah, it's so gnarly. 
And then, yeah. <laughs> um, if our three listeners have not watched Kill All Brutes on HBO, fucking do it. Uh, it's so my, good. I was watching my roommate, and he's like, so, like, the world's fucked up because of America? I'm like, yeah, more just like, he's like, is he just, just saying all white people are fucked up? And I was like, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, straight it's up. Just, uh, it's mostly just the uh, the truth that uh, not all white people, but like I mean, it's uh, the reason we're in America it's, right now is because we uh, yeah killed, did committed a genocide in order to. Yeah. Be I mean, able it's to build it's basically. I mean, this is I you know what I try and inject into all my lessons that I do as a local historian. Yeah, um, is talking about the power struggles of like like just power dynamics in general yeah and like i remember there's a conversation i had with a professor of mine in college where it's like people get hung up on like white people being evil and like black and brown people being like the ones that are being like victimized and it's just like you're it's the color of your skin is just based on where you are in the world and it's more based on like the north south versus east west divide of like geography that in, informed power and everything because of how more easily people were able to expand technologically speaking on the on the east west divide across Europe and Asia where in Africa uh east and west we weren't able to do as much and north and south it was harder to like spread technology thoughts and ideas so white people just because Europe was slightly easier to live in expanded faster and then because people are inherently evil the ones in power fucked everyone. And those just happened to be white people. And that just happens to be where we are today. Yep. That's so, I mean, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty gnarly. That's why I don't, it's funny. Cause I'm like, I'm like, I don't like Australians because of like all the shit they did to, uh, uh, to Australia to, yeah. To the, to the indigenous people of Australia. But then I was like, Oh shit. Americans did that too. <laughs> I know. But like, I really say like Australians, Fuck those people up, like brother. <laughs> not not even just the people. Australia's like ecology has been more fucked, I think, than any other like continent. Yeah, solely because of like white people. Yeah, if you if you live in Australia, move. Yeah, <laughs> they what was it? They literally like they brought rabbits over because they were like, oh, this will be good to like you know for fur trade. And then the rabbits got out of hand, and they were like, fuck, um, all right, bring cats. And now they have such a bad feral cat problem that they have to hunt cats. <laughs> and they've like caused mass extinctions of small mammals and lizards and birds all over Australia. Yeah, that's pretty, Just pretty gnarly. common house cats. Um, but I think we talked about a house, like cat hunting before. I think we already talked about this in the pod. I talk about it a lot. It's, I, there's a documentary uh, that Vice put out call back to last week mm. about cat hunting in Australia and it's really nuts and I implore everyone to watch it because there's a really cool guy that makes lampshades out of cats <laughs> um, but yeah I think the, a cool interesting part about having a leftist person like Bo be famous and put out something like this that's popping off as much as it has to the point where I think he's nominated for an Emmy for it um, Wow. he uh you know my hope is that somebody who doesn't know shit about shit listens to this and hears and the FBI killed Martin Luther King and goes, what the heck? Um, that's <laughs> more, that's Googling. more of a theory. Like a, I watched a one video that is more of a conspiracy theory. However, they did kill Fred Hampton. 
Well, exactly. So maybe not MLK. Although but then it's maybe... more likely. In the, but they also did uh, CoinTelPro yeah. was a real thing, which is where they uh, yes. attempted to destroy his character and would also harass him, sending him letters um, and, um, you know, trying to just everything else. his life. Um, yeah. And then they'll maybe just learn about all other leftist things here. Or they're just like, what do you mean prop- private property is inherently theft? Yeah. Yeah, Wait, who knows? I mean, Maybe at I'll that, re- I'll, re- I'll research it. Be able to. Uh... Earlier in that day, before we watched Inside, I was talking to all the same people about like uh, landlords and like renting and how it's like bad or whatever. And then one of them was like, "I don't know, my dad was a landlord." I was like, "Yeah, and <laughs> like you can still <laughs> you can still critique the system of of yeah. landlords." Like... It, it got a little. It got a little awkward for a second, oh. but you know, we just we pivoted was that after you said you want to hang all landlords. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> not not directly, but close. Um, close enough. You know, yeah. very. I was like, very, they should get real jobs. Very Mao of you. Yeah. Mao. Well, you know, I gotta assert my dominance. It's Leo season, motherfucker. My birthday's tomorrow. Happy birthday, Connor. Not yet, Ian. Dude, big, big, big two nine. <laughs> Dude, big two nine, baby. Oh. Not a thirty year old bitch like you. Uh, well, so I still got time to live my life. Yeah, you know that's that's how it goes. You get old. You become <laughs> an old timer like me. Just ramble. I can't on. remember if we decided if being thirty was punk or not. I said yes. You said no. That tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that is one of our few disagreement ones. And the whole time you were giving, we were giving good arguments for like. But you were just like, it's not though. You're old, no. you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we can re we can readdress that one next, uh, one year from today. One year from today, we, this fucking thing we is can, still going on. Yeah, we can readdress that one. It's, we didn't even mention the song Thirty, but I feel like that one probably that one hurt to listen to a little bit. Um, yeah, that one's good. Uh, yeah. So we we should decide if uh, if if he's punk or not. If Bo Burnham is punk or not. Um, DIY is a good mm-hmm. point. Uh, I think having leftist views or just kind of having been an open-minded guy, I think all through and through, because he's also a guy who's never like, he's, he has had like, he was a problematic person, but he's also come out and been like, we didn't talk about this much. We kind of did. We talked about it a while in, in the sense of ourselves, but like there is yeah. a sense of like being like punk rock of being like, at least just open-minded and be like, oh yeah, that was a fucked up thing. Um, so yeah. we're not, Oops. not a fan of that anymore. Um, yeah. Although it also would be punk rock to like really just fucking hold your guns on that shit, but he also does. I think he also yeah. is like, yeah, I just, I just said it. It wasn't good. Um, yeah, but I'm not gonna. He's like, not pulling down all the songs. Yeah, and he's not anything. like being like super like he's not like going and making public statements, being like, oh, I, you know, I made this huge. He's not like self canceling about it like a like a fool. Yeah, he's just being like, yeah. I mean, he's just like, yeah, it's, it's fucked up. He doesn't think cancer culture is real, you know, things like that, like normal human being stuff yeah um, but uh so that gives him some punk cred uh was that it I mean, that he g- doesn't like people singing songs that's not punk not punk um, he, he's technically a millionaire that's in the middle that's in the middle he um he, his music style is dog shit his music style isn't punk and if it was punk it would be bad like i just want to say that too like i do want to say exactly it, it, it is better that he's not playing punk yeah um, and I should say, not dog shit. The, the corny hip hop songs are dog shit, yeah. in my opinion. Now, the theater songs and like the synthy pop songs are good, but I 
you know, it's just not. If it wasn't, if it if, wasn't him, if it wasn't him, I would hate we, it. We were listening to like a real version of this, like a guy singing a genuine song about a breakup. I would not listen. Kill myself. <laughs> God, you were on <laughs> one with that lately. Everything. <laughs> Uh, you know, <laughs> you just watched Inside yesterday. You're feeling a little bit, uh, yeah. What? Well, birthday tomorrow. Birthday. You know, it's like, you know, should I even make it to thirty? I don't You're know. My 29. dad became. I know. Well, I might as well. Like my dad became my dad when he was twenty nine. Um, now I'm like, whoa, so weird year. <sighs> that sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. You never know. <sighs> my bank account is not enough for that it never will be and that's why we ain't doing it baby all right so bo burnham <laughs> i'm going not punk i like not him. punk i'm going not punk that's so wild because we have so many pros and like no real cons we have multiple it. no real cons he's not playing music uh well they, these are maybes i don't think these are cons i guess he is diy he wouldn't consider himself punk but that's the most punk thing but, of all. but i agree <laughs> You agree he's not punk? Yeah. Yeah, he's not punk. Um it it's like he flirts with it. Honestly, the only thing that I would say would make him punk would be if A he cited any punk influences. Like if he if I could just find out that he liked Fugazi. Like if you wore a Fugazi I'd, shirt once. I'd be like, You're punk. Yeah. Um if he if he claimed it in any way, if he if he had a tattoo. I would I would be like, hey. I think he's straight edge. Yeah, I, I, that might just be because he's Irish. What? <laughs> you know, he's like an he's like an Irish guy from Boston and his family's probably all alcoholic, so he's probably like, I shouldn't do that. Let's see. Let's see, like, <laughs> there's no personal life stuff. Oh, he's just been in a relationship with Laureen Scafaria. Oh, that's oh, wait, that's another thing that makes him punk. She's like an older woman. She's I forgot to bring that up before. 1978 that's crazy yeah and he was born in 1990 she's 43 she's 43 yeah she's 13 years his senior that's badass that's like my parents my mom is 12 years old than my dad it's really weird that's crazy yeah yeah it's nuts i'm like hey mom when you graduated high school he was like a fucking baby <laughs> she writes for hustle. she was like she was like shut up um wow. but yeah, yeah i know i would say a lot of the reasons point to Bo being punk, but I think we both agree he's not. No. Yeah. We got to be true to this, you know? Um, I mean, hey, hit us up. You know, send us an if email. He, if leave he us said, a voicemail. If he says he's listened to Discharge, I will give him the, I will make him punk. But since he doesn't listen to Discharge, yeah. he's not punk. Send us in some proof if you have it. Yeah. Two listeners. Um, we'll change our minds. Or not, because uh, I can't be wrong, actually. Yeah. So even if I'm shown to be wrong, I will double down and stay correct. Yep, and he will make it known. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what the podcasts are about. It's just about making known that you're correct. Just, yeah, I'm pretty apathetic with trying to be correct here. Anyway, whatever. (laughs) Go fuck yourself, everybody. What the (laughs) fuck? Six.